to get so gang. What you just heard was a little insight into this episode of the Simply Jamila podcast. I'm so excited. I sit down for a nice little chit chat, a little interview with one of my friends. I'll introduce Reeve and all of that jazz in a minute, but first I should say Welcome to the Simply Jimmy the Podcast. Hi, um, if you're new here, my name is Jamila and I like to talk about anything and everything into a microphone and that's it. I do it because I love it and not because everyone and their mother has a podcast nowadays. This is my audio version of therapy so thank you to one of my sessions especially this episode i had an absolute blast just sitting down and talking to my friend both before we started recording and after we finished recording there was so much conversation and i forgot just how much time has passed since we truly sat down and talked to each other and it was just amazing it was beautiful it was exactly what i needed during this time of just being just being. Anywho, before I share the interview, I do want to talk about some things that I have found to be black and beautiful. Black and Beautiful is a new segment where instead of talking about everything happening in the world like I used to, I want to share some joy, share some good things that have happened in the black community among my ethnicity, things that, you know, could inspire people. So we have quite a few things. It's been a minute since we've last chatted. The first thing, this is actually like a Tennessee thing, and this is one of those very rare, 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 rare moments that I'd be proud to be a Tennessean. Fisk University, which is in Tennessee, has the first gymnastic team in HBCU history. And that just, I, something about it is just beautiful to me. Like HBCUs have been around for a very, very long time. And the fact that they're still making history and making strides towards not improving anything, but just kind of like developing the schools developing the programs and gaining respect from all universities. It's just absolutely beautiful to me. So I am proud to say that I'm from the state that Fisk is in and I can't wait to figure out a schedule to go support the gymnastics team because I think it's absolutely dope. Now for some celebrity news. This has been talked about very heavily recently. Viola Davis will be the villain in the Hunger Games prequel, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I honestly wasn't going to watch this movie, but then I found out about Viola Davis being the villain and I kind of want to watch it. Although I'm kind of scared to see her as the villain. Like I watched, um, it's on Netflix, it's on The Gray Man and Chris Evans was the villain and that kind of messed me up. I'm not going to lie. So I don't really know if I'll be messed up with Viola Davis as the villain or not, but I think it's absolutely amazing that she is the lead villain. And I honestly, I know I'm going to watch it just to see her, but yeah, I think that's amazing, amazing news. 
some more amazing news that has been talked about for a while, I think it's kind of died down a little bit, is that Serena Williams has announced, everyone knows this, Serena Williams has announced that she is going to be retiring from tennis after the U.S. Open, which is sooner than I thought. And it's sad, you know, but my a relative of mine made a very good point that she is, you know, not as young as she once was. Is she still the greatest of all time? Absolutely. But there are new people on the scene that she's inspired. You know, she has inspired the next generation of tennis players. So it's time for their to shine and to pay homage to the hard hard work and stepping stones that she put in place for them to play tennis and receive the respect that they're receiving. So it is sad to see her go, but it's at some point you have to let the next generation arise. And I know whatever Serena's going to do, it's going to be amazing. From my understanding, she's already like in the business world so i i'm happy for her and lastly nipsey hustle has gotten his hollywood star on the walk of fame and this is after la's metro rail announced the opening of a station in his honor so we are never going to forget nipsey hustle we are going to be responsible for teaching the next generation who nipsey hustle is just like i have had to learn who tupac is you know it's important to keep these names and these memories and these legends and everything they stood for alive and i actually watched an interview with lauren london i don't remember the name of the podcast it was a visual interview i will have it I'll have the name of it in the description of this episode but i know that her episode was titled we're all gonna die And it was beautiful just hearing about how much Lauren has grown and mourned and healed over the past few years and how she's still healing and mourning. And I just find it to be absolutely beautiful. So I definitely recommend listening to that interview. It has millions of views. I want to say it's like two, three million views on YouTube and it's such a necessary interview. Okay. And even though, you know, this episode, this interview was filmed earlier I did still drink something while the interview was happening so the drink of this episode was grape juice I remember that because I drank the rest of it and I am sad anyway before we get into the interview before I let you listen to it this is going to be a little bit of a lengthier episode I don't know if you've noticed already I do want to introduce Reeve she and I or we met each other in college And I don't remember, it was something where like we, there was a scholarship that we both had where we had to work for the scholarship essentially. Some people got paid for it, some people had to work for free and it was a part of the scholarship. It was weird. And we ended up in the same place for the scholarship work for a couple of years and then I actually left because I got tired of the environment to say the least. Anywho, so we met there. We were both receptionists and she is just amazing. I loved her energy from the jump and it's beautiful remembering where we were when we started and where we are now. She looked different and her personality and demeanor overall has just grown and developed and A lot of people say that we blossom as we get older, but she literally, like, she reminds me of a flower. She is truly, truly, truly blossomed. She is gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous internally and externally. 
there's not many people that I just love simply being in their presence and embracing their power. I don't think she realizes the aura that her presence has, like the powerful aura of her presence. But I can simply just stand next to her and be fine. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to feel her wisdom radiate from herself to me. I love her so much. We share similar thought patterns when it comes to certain situations, which you will hear in the interview, but I just, I always love talking to her because I leave any conversation I have with her with knowledge gained in an expanded mind, whether it's about something as simple as getting the medical care that I need or something bigger, like what's happening in the world in a new perspective or a similar perspective explained in a different way. I just... I love talking to her. She is the queen of Facebook, a care of the planet and animals, a retail craft store extraordinaire, and she is the beholder of a degree in anthropology. I just, an absolute, an absolute queen. So you are about to listen to my interview with Reeve, a little chit chat session. But before we get into it, one, one last thing when we were interviewing We did experience some technical issues towards the end and there was a bit of a delay. I did try to fix this in post-production, but if I didn't or I just, you know, messed it up even more, just know I'm warning you right now, there are some technical issues and it's honestly funny to look back on. And that is it. Without further ado, here is my interview with the wonderful, beautiful, extraordinary Reeve. I'm going to record my own separate introduction so you don't have to hear me, um, rave about you so <laughs> bask in the glory even though you had it yes let me get my boost of serotonin for the year <laughs> um so with that uh we're gonna dive right in but the okay. the first question i have is is how are you and you have to say more than good like get very very genuine like how how are you that is I'm, I think I'm doing okay, you know? There's a lot of positive things in my life and dealing with, um, you know, it's always, there's always things that I'm dealing with, just like, you know, mentally and stuff, but I got, I got in practice, you know, after about 10 or so years, you get in practice. Uh, but I would say overall, I'm, I'm doing well, a lot better than I have been and pretty good considering everything that's going on yeah. like worldwide like even outside of personally so yeah. yeah can I ask how you're doing is that okay yeah well yeah I mean I know but yeah so yeah how are you doing uh, and you can't just say good. oh oh I was gonna say good too <laughs> uh-huh I mean I did technically say it but you have to say more than okay. just that one word I, like you said I am doing I am doing I am doing. <laughs> you are doing. And that, you know what? That in and of itself is in the conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Because I'm about the same right now. Yeah. I'm just, I, I actually, I filmed this for my new video page that I have on my website. And uh, mm-hmm. I kind of just broke down because I'm at a weird low in my life yeah. where I just, yeah. I'm a believer that your external matches your internal and so mm-hmm. I've been looking sloppy because I've been feeling sloppy. Yes, same. Yeah. So that's where I, I guess I am feeling sloppy. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, it's been very, very weird. A lot of tears. Yeah. My eyes kind of hurt. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always say, though, it's, this is my thing, is crying, allegedly, I don't have the scientific data. It's supposed to be good for your skin, so that's what I always oh. tell myself. Yeah. So. I wish. You know, glass half full. Yeah. I don't know if it's true or not, but it always makes me feel better because I've I've been kind of the same lately yeah. like literally crying at everything it's just you know sometimes you just gotta operate like that and you're just gonna be you know there's no shame in it yeah. there's nothing bad about it it's just how you gotta work for a little while so and I think it's I wonder if it's just something like in the air because I've been on like social media a little bit and other people mm-hmm. are just like I don't know what the heck's going on but I'm feeling kind yeah. right now and I'm like yeah that's weird I mean it's fine. yeah with it yeah I feel it it probably I mean I think it also affects us too it's like sometimes there really is it's just like those weird like coincidences but I think it's like there's also genuinely is so much going on in the world (laughs) and it's like even when we don't realize it I think that affects us mentally yeah and emotionally and it's draining it is so it's like you're like oh I'm separate from this I don't think this is really bothering me but it's like you're still in taking that information and it it drains a lot out of you and I think it makes you a lot more sensitive it and it's a lot harder to deal with normal things it does. Yeah. that's my theory and I think also with I mean that's right but I think with that like you work in retail do you ever just have like the voices mm-hmm. of people like they're unwanted opinions you could be talking about paint or something yeah. and they're like yeah so I don't believe in this monkeypox stuff or whatever and you're just like yeah. I oh my god yes like customers like like they just bring up like the stuff it's like because uh, it's like working in Rachel I've realized you know sometimes people just need someone to talk to yes. and I don't mind that and a lot of times I'm happy to be that person but yeah they'll bring up like they'll like try and bring up the stuff I get when I first started working I was like, there was so much about like, you know, like the shipping issues. Cause I'd have to explain why we didn't have items and they'd like give you their whole like political basis. And I'd be like, well, no, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I didn't ask for this. So yes, yeah. yes, I do. It's <laughs> suffice to say. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's so much. It's, it's, yeah. it's just foggy. If anything, it's just, everything feels foggy, you know? Yeah, it's just too much. It is. All at once, like, competing for top spot. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's like... But you know what? We're making it one way or another, so... I'm glad you are. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I mean, we're still here, and whether we have to do that out of spite or because we genuinely (laughs) want to do that, either way, you're doing it, and that's what matters. That's true. So... Okay, so I kind of, I, I brought up social media in, like, the smallest section, but it I'm going to use that as a segue. Okay. I consider you <laughs> the queen of Facebook. And, <laughs> listen. Oh, my God. You were, like, so good. I mean, it's not even that you're good. You're just, like, I think there's a certain, like, kind of confidence and comfort that you have yeah. with yourself to just be so completely yeah. random on Facebook. And I just yeah. want to know, like, how did you achieve that? <laughs> it's just, it's amazing. It's so cool. That's a nice compliment. That's an interesting compliment. I haven't gotten that one before. Really? Um, I love it. Yeah. So I guess it kind of, honestly, I've always been that way on Facebook, which is like not always for the best because I've had Facebook since like sixth grade. Oh, and you know, like Facebook gives you like the like, uh, it, like a post you made like seven years ago on this day. And I literally see like 
the most embarrassing. I'm like, eh, we're going to like quietly delete that. Yeah. Um, and I would get comments from people in school that were like, you're so like, you're so weird. You're not like other girls. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, about the stuff I posted on Facebook. And I was just like, well, I don't know. Because it was like I had Facebook and I had Tumblr and I would like kind of use those very similarly, even though it was like two very different audiences, obviously. Yeah. But I don't know. I just always, I don't like to use social media for, I don't think there's any, I was about to say I don't think there's a bad way to use social media, but that is extremely not true. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like, like, because my main thing is I don't really use social media to just like, create very much of like a persona or Mm -hmm. like present myself in a certain like yeah you know pleasing way I mean obviously you filter the things you post on social media because you don't want to be like hey guys my life sucks yeah I've always just kind of done that I just post like what I'm actually thinking or just yeah dumb stuff and it's funny because it's like (laughs) where's your brain I I don't know, and that's the thing, and I think it is also different, because it's, like, I have very much of, like, an online friend community yeah. that I've met through Facebook and stuff, and a lot of those people I'm very close with, and we have a very, it, it's a very certain way of interacting, like, versus, but yeah. it's, like, funny to me, because a lot of those people have, like, a separate Facebook for that circle, versus, like, the Facebook for, like, their friends and family and that's coworkers cool. and stuff like that, and I have them just both together, because... I am literally simply too lazy and cannot manage having multiple accounts. Um, So a lot of times, you know, that kind of, I mean, can I curse? It it bites me in the butt. I'll say that because like I'll post something and then my friends will comment some like absolutely disgusting things on it. And then my grandma's like two comments down like, hey, honey. (laughs) But yeah, I guess I just, you know, I just kind of just say what's on my mind and just I don't know I just don't care about curating a certain social media presence yeah and so yeah (laughs) but I appreciate I'll take that as a compliment so thank you you're welcome like I said can I curse it bites me in the butt she means it bites her in the ass (laughs) it does it bites me in the ass and a lot of times I'm like grandma I'm so sorry yeah see (laughs) I am someone I don't have multiple accounts but like my Mm -hmm. facebook account and i think that's why it's like awe-inspiring that you're so comfortable with yourself to just like i mean it's of course it's not everything but to just like let the weird stuff in your mind out because there's always weird stuff in my mind but i have like family friends distant like people that i'm related to but i've never met my life we have church members previous co-workers current co-workers yeah it's just a cluster of different people who know yeah different sides of me if that yeah. makes sense so it's always just like yes because you know you do you present different sides of yourself in different circumstances yeah and my facebook account has just become a place of work memes because that's what my yeah. life is <laughs> yeah yeah working seven days a week i can imagine yeah it, it's yeah but then i created yeah. a facebook page that not many people really know about and it's just nice yeah. because i just go on there and i'm like so this is why men suck <laughs> yeah it's like here is my ted talk and here is my like bulleted list with Literally. sources Literally. yeah i think plus it's like a lot of i don't have like i just have like pretty much my immediate family remember members and they all kind of know that I'm like this. Yeah. And plus, like, the kind of humor I have, 
whatever you would define that as, that's like my default <laughs> social coping mechanism. Because I, I do struggle in social settings. And so it's like, even if it is a more serious situation or it's work or something, I still kind of default to that humor because I'm like, this is what I'm comfortable with. So this is what we're going to do. And usually it makes other people more comfortable. Just because like it's it. like, okay, we can like break it up. But yeah. I mean, I have some like relatives that like, I don't even have a relationship with them. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't even care what you think about this and yeah. whatever. See, and I think it's cool. They're weirdos too. So whatever. <laughs> I think it's cool that you can have that relationship with your immediate family to where you mm-hmm. can, you know, like you feel comfortable and that like they know yeah. that that's you and there's no judgment there. It's just like, yeah. you know, I know. Yeah. I'm very that. grateful for that. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Cause it's, that's yeah. a hard Yes, it is. That is the thing. It's weird having such a small family, especially living, you know, in East Tennessee, where it's like everyone has huge families. Yeah. Especially if they were like born here. It's like everyone's related to everyone. So it's like kind of scary. I've actually kind of been struggling with that lately is like, you know, like not having a lot of connection with my family. But I know that I'm lucky in that because it's like the connections I do have are pretty much all mostly positive ones. Yeah. So I don't have to deal with stuff out of obligation or anything. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I am. I'm lucky in that. And I I get that that's not the case for a lot of people. So it's nice that you recognize that because I've tried to talk to people about that and they're just like, but like, you'll be fine. And I'm like, yeah, no, (laughs) no, (laughs) it's like. No, I just have extra people to give me trauma. So. Yeah, literally. I I'm very lonely. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> no, I get that. I also wanted to bring up in regards to Facebook because I think mm-hmm. about this. So every, mm-hmm. if not once a month, twice a month, I go through my camera roll and mm-hmm. I delete pictures and videos. And whenever I do that, I think about the one post that you put up about yeah i guess is it your boyfriend that has like 900 or whatever pictures? yeah he's literally like, psychotic yeah <laughs> unless Why you have that, that many like... then no that's totally normal yeah um what? no uh yeah so like as you were saying that you go through like every month i'm like you are literally so powerful for that like i could never i could never i don't even know um i had to delete a quite a bit a while ago because uh my phone only has like 64 gigs of data on it and but then I realized that what was taking up I mean other than like iOS because iOS is like huge it's ridiculous like yeah. whatever I mean I'm gonna still keep using my iPhone but you know <laughs> um is that actually it was like most of what was taking up was like messages in my phone mm-hmm. so um but yeah I have like probably like over 25,000 pictures and videos yeah <laughs> 25,000 yeah <laughs> I like just my reaction meme folder which I barely even use anymore it has like a thousand pictures in it and that's not even like all of the ones that I have so oh yeah my it's not healthy it's <laughs> no it's great I um, think to a degree yeah well it's also hard to find stuff in my phone but yeah my boyfriend has like like literally less than a thousand and he like never takes pictures of anything so like when he sends me pictures of like the cats and stuff now I'm like it's a miracle that's like pretty (laughs) much all he takes pictures of which I mean that's fine you know yeah yeah we're two we are very different people in a lot of regards but yeah very similar in the important ways so yeah and I think those are like the best 
relationships. Those are the most beautiful, in my opinion. If you can, because why would you, like, I understand, you know, I would want to be with someone who we have the same, like, moral compass. and Yes, that's what's most important. Yeah, but I don't want you to like the same band that I like. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because that's, like, that's how you, like, discover music and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is also a big part of a relationship, and that's always fun. Yeah, yeah, you need to have your thing and I need to have my thing. So that way, when it's time for us to be ourselves, we have something yes. that's ours. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not a problem. It's not a bad thing to do that. It's like a good celebrated thing. Yeah. Yes, that's definitely. So, I just was like shook by that. And I can't. Yeah. I'm like stressed because I haven't done it for the month of August and I have 2,500 yeah. and I'm like, that's a lot really yes oh my gosh see and then that's see that we're very different about that but we're still friends and it works Uh, out well (laughs) see I'm like you know it's like I am comfortable with being the very terminally online (laughs) I I wouldn't call myself a hoarder but you know a gatherer if you will honoring Mm -hmm. my my hunter gatherer roots as a Mm -hmm. human Mm -hmm. and that applies to pictures and videos oh yeah. We'll, we'll say that instead of a hoarder. So I brought up your relationship and mm-hmm. I'm happy that you're in one. Yeah. Celebrating my friend's wins. I love it. Yeah. But so it was like right at the beginning of the pandemic, mm-hmm. you experienced a breakup. Yes. And I had never had my heart broken. Yeah. Really until this year. And so um, my question is, how did you deal with the heartbreak? And then when do you feel like it really, like, the pain went away? And, like, all that's the emotions a- that come with it. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, well, I think I had kind of a weird experience. And I know I'm sure a lot of people, you know, had to have gone through similar things. Like, yeah. going through, like, literally it was, like, because when it happened, it was, like, when we it was when we were on spring break like that in that march and so and they closed school like or Mm -hmm. they you know announced that classes so it was like literally like a week before the pandemic like really properly started in our region so I think that was like a weird experience that really heightened and you know stretched out a lot of things just because it was Mm -hmm. like all the emotions of a breakup are compounded or at least the ones I was experienced I experienced were compounded by, you know, like the isolation of COVID and like all these different things. Um, And plus I'm just, you know, I got, I got issues up in here already. So that also exacerbates things, but it took me a really long time to get over it. Honestly, I'm just, I, and there was no reason for that, but also I don't like to shame myself because it's like, you know, it's how it happened and I shouldn't shame myself for, feeling the way I felt but it took me a long ass time <laughs> like embar- it was embarrassing and it's still it's like one of those things like I don't look at his Facebook like I always want to or not always yeah. it's like when I do think of him because it's like it's still someone that I had in my life I'm like right. I don't think I can do that I don't think I want to do that and I'm in a happy relationship with someone else like long term yeah. we both feel it's long term but um so yeah probably like at least a year or so <laughs> Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, but like I said, it was hard, you know, because it was like I couldn't even get, like, the emotional comfort. I mean, I was lucky because I was with my mom and dad, 
And mm-hmm. so I can't imagine what it was like if I had to basically be in my in like a house by myself going through it. I mean, it would have been really bad, but like I couldn't even bad. have the emotional comfort of like being with my friends or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I like to use that as my excuse. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I think it took about that long and then I felt like more ready and just like, like yeah. truly like at peace with it and stuff. I can't remember what was there another part of your question? Sorry, no, you're good. Uh, I just, uh, well, you answered, like, the one, I guess, how did you deal with it? You kind of explained it, but, like, how, was there anything that you did to kind of help with any of the emotions that you were feeling? And what emotions, like, what was your emotional process like? I'll tell you mine, but you go first. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, So, I think a lot of it, because, like I said, it was kind of long and drawn out, and there was just so much else going on. It was just a lot of... It was hard because the the reason I didn't really get a concrete reason for it. And so it left that where I had to like fill in the blanks. And so it was like, I was taking all my insecurities and putting them in that blank because the reason I got is that he just didn't feel like it was right or like something like that. I can't even remember now, which I guess is a good sign. I can't even remember his. Yeah. So, um, but it was like, I didn't really get a concrete reason. So it was like, I was constantly using my own insecurities to being like, it was because of this. It was because of this. Mm-hmm. And I had to just kind of like work through that. And I mean, you just, for me, it was just like, I had to let myself feel what I needed to feel to process and work through it. Because it was like, for me, if I kept putting it off, then it was just going to be longer and longer that I was like ultimately dealing with that. Um, and like, I kind of talked about before, like not shaming myself for having to take as long as I did or um you know just like not shaming myself for feeling the things that I was feeling um and just I don't know just giving myself time I guess yeah there wasn't I I didn't really have specific things because it was just like it just kept going but you know I had to keep going too and I did a lot (laughs) of trying to like you know, I did a lot of stuff, like, out in nature, like, when it first mm-hmm. happened, because especially, like, being isolated, I found new hobbies and stuff like that, but I think it was just mostly just being forgiving with myself and trying to be understanding, but also not letting myself wallow too much, like, just a little bit yeah. as a treat, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you wallow <laughs> just a little bit, but to get, because you have to, I think you have to do that in order to work through right. something, but yeah, so yeah. what was your experience? And it's crazy because we weren't dating yeah, or anything. It just, there was such a, a very, my therapist used the word intimate, yes. but that honestly for at first I was like, no, there was no intimate connection. Well, that's but, the thing. You can be, I think you can be intimate. Intimate doesn't necessarily mean romantic yeah. or sexual or yes. you can be, that's the other thing is like, I mean, heartbreak for me isn't just. I've been through much worse heartbreaks with friends than that. Yeah. So, but anyway, and I, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, you're fine. You're fine. I think that I was reading, I read a book. I talk about this book all the time called Big Friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that book, it talked about how a friendship breakup is a lot worse mm-hmm. than a romantic breakup. Oh, yeah. Breakup. yeah. Totally and agree I was like, that. yeah, maybe that's why this shit hurts. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, because, and I think part of it, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. It was random. Actually, the April 8th, 2022. <laughs> A moment <laughs> in history. 
a moment in history. Yeah. Um, oh, I hate that. I hate that for you because it's like, I am so like, I have to have closure for things. Like I will not let yes. things go. Like, and maybe that's a character flaw, but I will own up to it. Cause I'm like, I need it. And not having that. I think that's also part of why I went on for so long because it was like, I don't have the door to close on this. I don't yes. have a reason so I can't, yeah. I can't work through this because I don't have the answer. So I hate that you yeah. had to go through that too. Yeah, I, I, for a while, I thought that I needed closure. Mm-hmm. And April, I didn't have a second job. Mm-hmm. I gave myself that break. Chose the worst fucking time. <laughs> it do be like that, though. It do be like that. <laughs> I was by myself way too much. I cried a lot. I one of one of our mutual friends came over and I like bawled. Yeah. Like <clears throat> lost it, lost yeah. to the walls. I was I was not good. Yeah. Um I kept crying at work and if I wasn't crying, I was overcompensating mm-hmm. for my emotions by laughing really loud yeah. or having really loud conversations. So my emotional process was a lot of tears. <laughs> they help though. I don't know what it is, they but they help. get you through it. They do get you through it. They do. So I went from sadness to anger. I bounced to sadness a lot, but I also, like you said, that insecurity. Mm-hmm. Because not having that closure, mm-hmm. I was like, what is wrong with exactly. me? What did I do? Yeah, it's like it has to and, do something with me. Yes. Yeah. And I was, so then I went to California, and I received a lot of like, I don't know, there was like this weird weight lifted off my shoulders mm-hmm. with that situation. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I had to experience that to prepare me for whatever is next, yeah. whether it's another better friendship with a male yeah. or whether it's an actual like relationship. Um, but the hard part with that is we still have those mutual friends, right? Yeah. And so my brain got to a point where it was like the person that I see now mm-hmm is not the person mm-hmm. that I used to be close friends yeah. with. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I think that is that's like, healing, like a mechanism of healing too, the, creating okay. that separation. That I feel like it is. Yeah. I think it, I tried to explain it to my therapist and then she understood, but I was just, I called him like a figment of my imagination yeah. because that's kind of like the person that I, whenever I do think about our good mm-hmm. times and I like laugh about it. Cause I can laugh yeah, about it now, which is good. It's it's yeah. So I, that's why I was like, Oh my God, a year. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, so I don't really cry about the, like the sadness mm. of it now. I I've gotten to a point where he's a figment of my imagination until he gets brought yeah. up. And then it's like, Oh yeah, I didn't get closure on yeah. that. Oh yeah, I'm not a good yeah, person. Yeah, all that stuff comes back. Oh, yeah. All of the insecurity comes yeah. back. So it's been like uh, I'm mostly over the actual pain of it, but now I don't think I'm over the like mental pain yeah. that it's caused. If that yeah, makes sense, yeah, for sure. Like all these insecurities, I've worked so yeah. hard to to kind of beat have like come yeah. back and beat me in yeah the ass. like hardcore. <laughs> yeah I totally get that yeah yes. I went through very similar stuff and like I'm like we were talking about like I really do I think friendship breakups are I mean 
I have a lot more experience with those, but I definitely think they're worse because in a lot of ways, yeah. I think a friend gets to know you in a lot more intimate ways than a partner yeah. does, like a romantic partner. Because, yeah. like, I can tell you yeah. right now, I've, me and my boyfriend have been together, like, eight months, and not that I'm keeping things from him, but there are definitely things that, like, my other, like, right. closest friends, they knew within, like, a month of knowing me because I was like, well, what do I have to lose, you know? It's yeah. just... It's a different kind yeah, of relationship. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's, it's brutal. And I'm sorry you've had to go through that. But actually, you brought up, you know, how you've experienced it with more friends. Uh, our friend. Remember mm-hmm. our friend? Yeah. Here, I hate to interrupt you. I have to, my phone, is, my battery is, like, dying. So I have to take my mic off. No, you're if good. It, if it affects the quality, the can you hear me okay? Okay. Yeah. So if it affects anything, let me know. But I just I have to plug my phone in because we love that I my iPhone doesn't let me charge and I don't have headless uh, earbuds because I'm worried about my animals eating them. So because especially the new cat we have now, she bites everything. So (laughs) well, my my good one. Yeah. Fell out of my ear into the toilet at work, and we have automatic toilets, so so it's like it's flushed away. It's like that movie. It's like with the like the sewer rats now, and they probably are like this is like it is top tier technology. <laughs> yeah, love that. Yeah, that's my other fears. Yeah, I know I'm gonna lose them immediately. So anyway, sorry to interrupt yeah. you. Go ahead with your question. No, it's okay. Um, you we were talking about friend breakups and and closure, and so you know, remember our little group mm-hmm. of three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think things were I feel like that chapter between me mm-hmm. and her ended so well because even though she hit the fan with yeah. that one, there was still a conversation. Yes. Do you Which know is what I so mean? So important. Yeah, that and... final conversation is so important. Yeah. And it if you, I feel like when you have that final conversation, it opens the door for second chances down yeah. the line. Because what that happened at that time of the pandemic too, that happened mm-hmm. early 2020. Yeah. And it's opened up like now, two years later, we've grown mm-hmm. uh, for sure. And the opportunity arises, you know, she's reached out about getting lunch mm-hmm. sometime. And so that opportunity for a second chance is there. Will things be the same? Probably not. No. But no. But that's part of it. It is. It's it is part of it. And I just I don't know. I think it's important to have that closing conversation. But I just wondered because yeah. I was like I rem- when I was going through my stuff, I remember you going through yours and we talked yeah. about it and I was like, This yeah. is the perfect person but I got so wrapped up in my pain that I was like Yeah. We're just going to work our little ass off and uh, cry yeah. at night. <laughs> yeah. And I, I very much like self-isolated too, which was easy because I was not employed and I was literally isolated at home. So yeah. I definitely very much socially isolated though too. Yeah. Which is, is hard. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But, but yeah, I definitely think like you said, like that final conversation, because I think it's just like we talked about, you know, like like not having that it's like him get not him not giving you that is like disrespectful I think having that conversation is a sign of both maturity and also it is still you have that respect for that person because it's like regardless of how you feel now yeah you still cared about that person you may still care about them in some regard and it's like yeah 
you owe, I feel like you at least owe that to them in most circumstances to have that. And like you said, it does, it leaves it on much less bitter and Mm -hmm. much less traumatic note. So you do have that opportunity to possibly pick things up again, even if they will inevitably, inevitably be different. But that's part of it. It's part of the growth. It's part of the evolution of the relationship. Yeah. If it's not... For sure. If there's no growth, then you're not doing life right. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if there's no growth, then you're not going to have that friendship again at all. And it's like, it's fine if you don't, but there's no chance of it at all because you'll just be still at the point where that's why you stopped the friendship. So, I told... Before we started recording, I told you kind of, I think, maybe, or was it my therapist? I told someone about my mental breakdown that I had on Friday. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Part of it was I got very upset with myself for telling someone that looks trustworthy, but I know who isn't, like, things that I should have told them. I got very, very ticked off by myself for that. So, and they're supposed to be my friend, right? But how do you tell people who are supposed to be your friend that you don't trust them? Because I was like, I don't. I don't want to tell you anything about my life ever, but I feel yeah. almost inclined to, and I don't know how to be like, I don't trust you. How do you, how would you go about that? Um, well, I mean, I, I guess the most mature thing would be to just address it directly and just be like, I feel like I don't trust you anymore. And if you have like, are able to have like a con, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't have the guts to do this. Yeah. I'm saying that's probably the most mature way to go about it. Yeah. So obviously I wouldn't do it. Um, I mean, to me, I think I would just distance myself from the person yeah. and just, just because it's like, I mean, if I don't trust someone, I don't really have interest in being friends with them. Cause I don't, I mean, even, like, casual friends, I think you have to have some yeah. basis of trust and stuff. Um, so I guess I would just, like, distance myself, and presumably they would pick up on that, and maybe there would be a confrontation. Maybe there wouldn't be a confrontation, but yeah. I think that's probably how I would deal with it. But, I mean, everyone's different, so, I mean, I imagine actually going through that is a lot different, too, rather than the theoretical. Of, like, Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really have great advice for that, but, but I think I, you just have to do what feels best for you to protect yourself and don't feel like you owe that person anything. That's Because especially if you don't feel like you trust them, they don't, I mean, you can still respect them as a person, but you have to prioritize yourself and your feelings and your well-being. You're, okay. Yeah. See, that, yeah. that's good advice. I've, I find myself, I've started distancing myself, but I almost mm-hmm. feel bad Mm-hmm. for it and so I'm trying to not feel bad for distancing myself so I thought I'd like ask like what would no you... yeah okay I think you have to do yeah you have to prioritize your well-being and if I mean it's I think it's natural to feel bad I, I would probably feel the same way but it's like there's got to be a reason that you even feel it's necessary to do this in the first place and it's probably not a very pleasant reason if I had to guess yeah in one regard or another, it's, you know, that's there's a certain thing that happens to make it feel, to break that in you. So I would try your best not to feel too guilty. It's not a bad thing that you do feel guilty because it just means that you're a considerate person. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, just don't, it's it's not a bad thing to prioritize yourself. So okay. that would be my advice. So you said on a 
even on a casual level, there has to be some foundation of trust. So does that mean it's not okay to be friends with someone that you don't trust? Um, well, I mean, that's really, that's just like a personal thing for me. I mean, I think you can still be friends, like to some degree, but like, I wouldn't be revealing like anything like to me, it makes me think of like a lot of my coworkers, mm-hmm. which I mean, that is a different relationship. Like you have like a coworker relationship, but I think if you're friendly with your coworkers, it's like a lot of them, I'm like, some of them I've gotten a little bit more close to. And I talk about like more like certain things, yep. but then other ones I'm like, we're not going to do that, but I still consider like friendly. There's no bad blood or anything there. Yeah. But so I get, and that would just be my closest example because that's more of like the casual kind of relationships I have right now. But I was just kind of basing it off of like presuming that there was something that happened to make you feel like to go from, I felt like I trust you to, I no longer do. I was kind of basing it off of that, but I feel like you can still be friends with someone. It's just not going to be like the same. Yeah. And it's just a different form of friendship. It's not going to be the same amount of like fulfilling but there's nothing wrong with that and those relationships still have a value and function and everything so no i I mean i think you can still be friends with someone just i just you know i'm not but i was just wondering (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um i i brought up my breakdown on friday it was so good um yeah love those they're always so fun the ones that last for like 10 hours amazing yeah (laughs) girly pop very 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 slay queen (laughs) yeah i mean you have to joke about it that's what i do yeah you really do i'm like literally i'll be like in the catatonic state and i'm like this is such a vibe right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What anyway, a boss. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hot girl shit. <laughs> Literally dissociating for like a day straight. Yeah. 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 See. Yeah. Coping. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Um, but with, with part of my breakdown, um, it also was, we talked about the whole heartbreak thing and, you know, with the trusting people that I shouldn't, it all kind of mm-hmm. came down to self-worth for me. Yes. And it's just like, a, like this is a, a me problem. And I started really like depleting with my self-worth and my self-love. And so I just, I literally wrote down self-worth, help. Wow. <laughs> Um, I know that it's a roller coaster ride. You know, yes. you're never going to be 100% all the time. And of you're course. never going to reach 100%, I don't think. Yeah. But, like, what is it like for you? <laughs> this is giving very much therapy session. Um, I mean, I'm not offended. Like, I'm not upset by it or anything. Um, Welcome to the Simple I... Podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Um, I probably am honestly not the best person to ask for advice on this just because, I mean, I think everyone has something to offer on it, but I I have a lot of struggles with my self-worth and stuff too. And it's something I've only really come to realize in like the last year or two. And I was like, Ooh, like, Oh no, that's what I think about myself. Um, I don't know. I mean, like you said, it is, it's like, it's a roller coaster and it goes up and down and stuff, but 
I'm trying to think. I got kind of brain scattered too. <laughs> um, hmm. Let me think on it for a minute. You're Not to have an it. awkward pause. <laughs> it's okay. Mm, I need to have like Jeopardy, like the Jeopardy music going here. Like, <laughs> um, like I said, I mean, it's something I've just like kind of more recently like come to realize I have issues with it. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of the time, yeah, there's my cat. <laughs> pulling down my shirt oh my god um well not to get you know up the rating here uh, <laughs> i think it's like being honest with yourself about because mm-hmm. there's some things i think because like self-confidence and self-worth are very intertwined and usually my advice for people with confidence is fake it till you make it right you're like no, I don't. I'm not confident, but I'm going to pretend that I am. And eventually, I think you can trick your brain to being into thinking that. But I think with self-worth, it's probably you do have to kind of hit that rock bottom if it's there for mm-hmm. you to hit. And you have yeah. to realize, being like, okay, this is what I think about myself. This is how I feel about myself. And work up to the point where you are able to start working on that and realize the importance Cause that's, that's something I think it's hard to, because like improving your own, you know, like your idea of your own self-worth is just for you. It doesn't really affect other people. It affects your relationships with other people, but it's not for the benefit of everyone else. So I think like for me, that's something that's probably part of why I struggle with it is because I'm like, eh, then who cares? You know? (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, you do actually have to care and because it's Mm -hmm. for your own well-being and I think it's one of those things with mental health. It's like, you just kind of got to claw your way out of it and fight it and just be like, this is what I have to do for myself. And you have to start with small things and like, listen to compliments people give you. Like, don't dismiss them. Be like, this person is saying this for a reason. And they see this in me, even if I don't see it. And maybe there's something in that, you know, you don't want to base everything off of other people's opinions, but especially when it's coming from people that are like, important to you or Mm -hmm. even if it's from strangers because then they're not doing anything to try and make you feel better so sometimes those compliments hit different too but um yeah I think it's just you know you just have to build it up like little like brick by brick and just be gentle with yourself with it I guess have you found because yeah you're right um but (laughs) (laughs) And it's a lot different saying this in theory than actually doing it. Doing Because I can mm-hmm. I can preach, but I don't always practice. Mm-hmm. So I am very very familiar with that. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> with with practicing, with practicing, I guess. Do you find okay? How am I trying to ask this? So when okay, because it's everyone at my job knows I'm single. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it just like says it on my forehead and I didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of my coworkers, when I was crying, clocking out, he was like, he was talking to me about self-love and he, you know, everyone says, how can you love someone else if you don't love yourself? Mm-hmm. But my thought process with that is like self-love is never ending. That journey is yes. never ending. Because yes. like I said, it's the roller coaster. And yeah, and it goes up and up and down. Yes. So yeah. how have you being in a relationship, how has your self love 
reflected or impacted your relationship? That's a really good question. And it's interesting because I like, I think about that phrase, like you can't love someone else until you love yourself. And I believed that for like a while, mm-hmm. you know, and then I realized, like you said, like I, it's, I think, and it's like one, you said it never ends. So it's like, if you wait for it to become perfect when it's probably never going to be perfect, mm-hmm. then you're just never going to open yourself up to that experience and that opportunity. If it's going to, you know, be there, um, I do think you have to, and it's hard. I don't know. There's a lot of facets to this. Yeah. Um, And I think it's also important. It's like, because I feel like saying that it almost feeds into having a bad self-image because it's like, I think badly of myself. So I'm not worthy of being loved by someone else, Mm. which is just like a very Mm. shitty framework to be operating out of and Mm -hmm. is just going to make things worse for you. So that's another reason why I also, I disagree with that and I stopped believing in that. But um, I think it's sort of interesting because it's like, I think everyone has has self-worth issues. And I've noticed that with my, I almost said partner, but I was like, he's my boyfriend. (laughs) I mean, nothing wrong with saying that, but that's my partner. (laughs) Um, But like, cause I, you can see like, he hasn't talked too much about that with me, but it's like, I can sense that in him too. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also interesting, like being in a relationship as someone who, not that it's like the most important thing. It's just part of like, and I don't think he really experiences it as much as I do, where I have more like mental health, like issues and Mm -hmm. stuff. And he hasn't gone through so much of that. Which, not to detract from his experiences, and I'm sure there's things he's experienced that I don't know about, but it's also, like, a lot of the times I question myself for that, and I'm like, can I ever, like, you know, be normal in this relationship and stuff like that? And it's like, you just kind of have to be, like, I don't know, I feel like I'm getting off topic, like, here. But it's like I said, um, there's a lot of facets to that. But I do think it's good, it's nice to be in a relationship with someone, because it's like, you are hearing positive things, hopefully, from your partner. Because it's like, if you're not, right. it's probably not a good sign. So that works for some people. But I think, and it helps to hear that and to know yes. that you are loved externally. That's always a good thing. It shouldn't be what you're entirely relying on. Yes. Because then you're looking, you can only have that outside validation. I think it's like, you still have to keep working on your self-worth. You can't yeah. just be like, well, this other person is providing it to me. Because then that makes things... It complicates everything, and it'll usually end, if it does end, like, quite badly for you. Um, And I think that was part of my problem with my previous relationship, too. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, you have to learn from that, but I think it helps, but I think it's like you still have to have the relationship with yourself, too. Yeah. And prioritize that love, too, because that's, it is a great way to contribute to your relationship is to not constantly be needing that validation from your partner, but it's still nice to get it. And it's okay to ask for it sometimes. Yeah. That's how I feel. That's like a talk that I have with myself. Mm -hmm. Because when he told me that, I felt like absolutely, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to die alone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's, see, that's why I don't really agree with that anymore because it's just like, then that just makes you feel so much worse about yourself. And it's just like a cyclical problem. Yeah. But um, no. And plus, I think the entire thing with relationships, I mean, I know it's like, oh, yeah, sure, I can say it because I am in a relationship, but, and it's hard. Like, I mean, I, even if I don't know it super from personal experience, like, 
I see tons of stuff from other people and having conversations and stuff. And it's like, it is hard when it is being relation when being in a relationship is something you're interested in and not being in one, it's painful and it's hard, but it's like, I don't know. I think it's it's just one of those things that it's like it's also I think a lot of people don't talk about it's so hard to meet people as an adult like being an adult now I mean granted we've really kind of spent most of a lot of our adulthood like kind of in a yeah. pandemic sort of but yeah. like especially being it's out so of college hard. it's impossible like I don't yeah. like it's you can't like I you know don't really make new friends and like I have a, one of my really good friends she lives up in Pittsburgh and she has struggles with this because it's like she moved up to Pittsburgh and it's like, so she doesn't really have friends because how do you meet people as an adult? And yeah. I think that goes into friends, but it goes into romantic relationships too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's probably another reason why a lot of people are in relationships because it's like, whatever we've done culturally, it very much goes against. It makes that very hard. It does. I Yeah, it's, oh my God. I was thinking about this. I was like, I've technically made friends as an adult, but they're all mm-hmm. twice my age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes they're the best ones, though. I kind of gravitate they are. gravitate towards older people because also we have more yeah. interests, too. Common yeah. shared interests. Yes. But, yeah. and, but for you, it's more interest for me. I just, I love soaking in wisdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have so much to give. And yes. low-key hype people, you know, they're like, you have so much potential. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, I'm like, and you're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's roll. Yeah. 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 I get that. But, but yeah, I even like family member wise, I have a family member who, it, like you said, it's romantically, it's hard to meet people as an adult. The mm-hmm. person she ended up marrying and her late 50s early 60s is the guy who grew up behind them when they were yeah. kids yeah. so it's still like it comes back to your younger years at least yeah. in that example yeah so i don't know it, it's it's hard um yeah but you brought up college <sighs> last self-worth therapy question um <laughs> yeah no this is good honestly it's nice to talk about this <laughs> did you Because, I mean, I struggled a lot mentally in high school and college. Mm -hmm. But when I graduated from college, it hit, like, a different level. Did Mm -hmm. you feel that? Or did you feel it more in college? Like, there was, like, a big drop in in how you thought. And just your mental health overall. For me, it was self-worth. When you say, like, graduated, was it, like, was it a good or positive or a bad thing for you? It was, like, a, like... A very hard thing like all of last year I struggled like yeah so much mentally and I chalked a lot of it was loneliness and I'm now Mm -hmm. I think I've just now gotten out of my I no longer feel lonely Mm -hmm. but I don't know if it was because and it's weird even though we weren't on campus for like a year and a half Mm -hmm. I still like we were going through college together do you know what I mean yeah yeah you still have that camaraderie kind of thing yeah. Yeah. But then graduation hit and it's like, oh, all I have now is work and yeah. debt. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Which I think is a very much like, not to get deep, but that's a very much societal issue too. It is. Is because it's like, yeah, we're just very much in our culture in America. Like, again, I know I'm getting into like deep stuff, but we are engineered to be such lonely people 
yeah. it's such an individualistic society and it's yeah. so horrible like genuinely just horrible yeah. awful um and that's, and that's something... why i think it's cool when people find like a love like a yeah. romantic love someone that yeah. they can do the rest of life with beyond i yeah. mean of course i know i will have like my friends yeah for forever in my head yeah. and like you said we talked about that friend to break up being harder but just mm-hmm. having that core group of yeah. other lonely souls mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> to and do it with that, is really that, nice. again that camaraderie which is like you do have that in college yeah i do think i kind of yeah. had that and it was I feel a lot of, there's kind of a lot of different emotions with graduating, especially now. Like, it's been, like, a little over a year, and there's yeah. also, like, self-worth attached with, like, I knew it was coming, but, you know, working in something that's not in what I majored in, and I see so many other people that are doing, like, what I call, like, big girl jobs, and, and yeah. you know, and it's, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm kind of left behind. behind in that aspect but I've struggled with that a lot in you know like high school and now my adult years and stuff just because of different things but um no yeah I I totally understand that I I think I have felt that some and it's just like I do I think that's part of like I really realized like I was talking to one of my best friends the other day it's like I miss being in school because it's like it's stressful mm-hmm. But and all this stuff, but like I'm still stressed and I'm still like depressed yeah. and stuff now. But at least when I was in school, it was like I genuinely enjoy learning. And it was, it's right. just like you're around other people who have similar interests and you're working as kind of like in groups and stuff because it's like mm-hmm. you're usually relying, even if you are what like you struggle with being more sociable, it's like you just that's like because that's how you get through college a lot for most people everyone's different and yeah. there's nothing wrong with if you did, weren't able to experience that but yeah I definitely and the sto- my big thing is yeah I can see that and I think I did feel that in some ways and that loneliness and stuff and just yeah. being separated from that because I do think it's it's such an individualistic kind of culture we're in and it's it sucks it sucks really yeah. bad and it's very um, detrimental to mental health and stuff. Yeah, it, oh God, yeah. Actually, I'm glad you said that because this, like, brings up the last, like, non-rapid fire mm-hmm. Um, how, how do you cope with existing in this society and culture and Girl, watching the, the world literally fall apart? Ain't that the question? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Well, he like, helps cat helps um (laughs) just because he was reaching up uh oh man that is the question isn't it it was so funny like like, literally like when you mentioned that to me earlier when I asked you like kind of like what we were going to talk about the first thing I thought about was like yesterday I was in the car it was actually I was running to get um Duncan for me and some of my co-workers because I'm the food fetcher I designate myself as a food fetcher I love to get food for people I work with I don't care to do it I literally did it again yesterday like after I clocked out someone was like oh I don't have anything to eat and I was like I'll go get it um (laughs) but anyway while I was doing that I had NPR on because since I got the new car I have I listen to NPR a lot because I just you know I don't know they I like a lot of the stuff they cover and they talk about and stuff but um and they were talking about pickles Uh (laughs) um this stuff with not to get too much into it but Trump and you know like Mm -hmm. the raid on him which genuinely I found hilarious I think it's so funny (laughs) 
Um, Because I think that's one of my coping mechanisms. One is finding humor in things that are just so insane. You know, all I can do is laugh at them. Because I'm like, literally, if I read this, you know, if I wasn't living through it, literally everything that's happened in, like, the last, like, four years feels like like an Onion article, like, satire. (laughs) But it's like, oh, wait, no, I'm experiencing that in real time. Um, So, yeah, I think that's one thing. But anyway, I was listening to that. And then they started going into about, you know, like a lot of like the like hardcore, like Republican views and stuff. And I literally, I just like said out loud to myself, I'm like, I'm just going to turn that down. And I just turned <laughs> down my volume because I was like, I just can't deal with that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's one important thing is like, and it's so hard to find the balance between being aware because I mm-hmm. feel like that's always important. I don't want to say it's more important now than ever before because it's always been important, rather we, you know. Um, but mm-hmm. it's very difficult to find balance between being aware and also protecting, like yourself from absorbing too much and fixating on it and just yeah. li- like listening to yourself. Basically, it's like it's okay if you got to block out the news for a few weeks because you know what. If you push yourself too far, you're not going to be able to be taken into any news anyway. So it's okay yeah. if you're out of the loop for a while. And people shouldn't shame you for that. Because some people mm-hmm. have a higher tolerance than other people. And that that's fine. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with not adding that. Um, and I guess I really like, like, I've been, I listened especially to, like, the last few episodes of your podcast. And where you were, like, basically you went from, like talking about like the hot topic stuff and then you're like you know what no I'm gonna focus on positive stuff and I really like that because <laughs> I think that is that's the way is like you know what again you have to be survive out of spite and it's like you know mm-hmm. what there are all these horrible things and people try to make things horrible and so I'm yeah. gonna focus on good stuff I'm gonna cope with the bad stuff I'm not gonna ignore it but I'm gonna focus yeah. on good things even if they're small or I yeah. feel like they're silly or something. Not saying that the stuff you talk about is, but, um, and being like, you know what? We'll talk about that and celebrate that. And yeah, I don't know. I guess trying to just also for me, I just try to remind myself. I'm like, I keep feeling like, man, this is the worst things I've ever been like surely. And then like, yeah. then I'm like, you know what? It's been pretty bad before you know people have been through things worse than this not to minimize what is happening now because i never think it's good to minimize your feelings or what's happening or anything but it kind of helps me to be like well they survived that like i think about you know in like the medieval period there was like a year where like they had the black plague going and like a volcano erupted and literally made like everything was like dark for like two years and it's medieval times so you know you're dealing with that too and i was like well they made it through that, so, you know, <laughs> one way or another, we got to be resilient, and they're still, no matter how soul-crushing and insane so much of what happen is, happens nowadays is, because really, like I said, it's, like, constantly, like, we're living in Onion articles, but it's, like, no, that's actually what happened. That's right. Um, yeah is just you know just being like you know whatever people are gonna keep doing people stuff and you know there's still a lot of really good stuff happening too and a lot of it is in response to the bad things and you know trying to celebrate the small changes but also sometimes you gotta let yourself be like this shit sucks this is awful and no one can tell me differently 
I'm not going to stay in this mindset, but I'm going to have my moment and I'm going to be mad and I'm going to be frustrated and I'm going to think about setting several things on fire. And then you don't do it. (laughs) And then you process and you move on and you keep doing what you need to do to keep doing your life and try and do as much positive things as you can, as cheesy as that sounds. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. It's hard, though. It's hard. It's crazy. Yeah. To sum it up. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, I know I kind of, like, went off on that one, but it's something I've thought about no. a lot lately, too. It's me, too. That's why I, I wanted to ask it, because I, I I took, like, a break from Instagram because it got overwhelming. Yeah. I was like, I can't. Those are important, um, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and Facebook's about to be next, because I didn't realize part of my family swung a certain way mm. so hard yeah <laughs> um the unfollow like... option on facebook if you do feel obligation to still be in contact with certain people is a blessing yeah but yeah i have I... gone through a lot of periods where i just am off of facebook for like months at a time because mm-hmm. it's it's insane yeah um but I've turned to, when I am not working seven days a week, yeah. I've turned to reading. I've escaped in books a lot that's recently. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, that's how I've coped. I'm like, I just, let me just read about um this guy breaking this girl's heart and then them getting back together. <laughs> yes! And that too, like, that's what I was talking about, like, little silly things. Like, I love, I just want to <laughs> revel in that shit. And I will not let anyone tell me that it's bad. Like, I'm going to le- read my silly little fan fictions and I'm going to drink my silly little yes. drinks and, yes. you know, do all these dumb things. And they're not dumb because, you know what, that's what no. keeps us going. And anything yep. that gives you a mere crumb of serotonin, it's like you need to latch onto that and do it and not yep. feel any shame about it. That's, yeah. I literally, I, I get home and I pour, I actually have, I still have my glass of, like, grape juice. And I'll, like, pour grape juice and Thanks. I'll read fan fiction for an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Shout out to Archive of Our Own. I don't think I've read an actual, like, uh, physical book in years other than, like, academic stuff, which is embarrassing, and I am not proud of that. (laughs) However, I have read more fan fiction than should probably be humanly possible. And that's reading. So, you know. You know what? It counts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it does. I won't let anyone tell me differently. So... (laughs) <laughs> supporting small content creators right <laughs> sorry i feel like i totally commandeered like your conversation like what you were talking about no you're good uh that was it um so now i have to to wrap this up i have a few rapid fire in quotes questions okay Ooh, you're breaking up for me i'm breaking up Hello? yeah it's like the signal's kind of breaking up that might be my and hopefully not we can keep going because your fingers crossed oh no you're good you're fine on my end okay okay just take our time Mm. yeah it's not working super well we need like a technical issues disclaimer please stand by (laughs) (laughs) i guess keep try and keep going i mean it's whatever you want to do because you're the one running the show yeah so well, if it disconnects, we'll try. then I'll just come. Yeah. Um, what's the best Subway yeah. sandwich? Oh, girl. Well, 
for me, it's easy. I'm a vegetarian, so um, the veggie patties are disgusting. I tried them. For me, they're disgusting. Can't do it. Sorry if you like them. Sorry to anyone who does like them. I can't do it. So I get a veggie delight. I get the same exact thing every time. Veggie delight on Italian herbs and cheese with literally like everything except for like bell peppers and uh, banana peppers and onions and peppercorn ranch and cheese. Oh, I haven't had Subway in years. So I thought I'd ask because I was going to ask what your ago. favorite is, but that that there you go. Listen, it's hard out here being a vegetarian in East Tennessee and trying and being broke. <laughs> Like, at home okay. food is so cheap to make, but out, eating out is, no, it's not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you love someone, do you let them go or go with them? Mm, it depends on the situation. Sometimes one is better than the other, and I think you have to listen to your gut and follow that. Is leaving the country enough? What do you mean? Like, in the previous situation? Like, with someone Just you love? Now, at this current time, I escape. Oh. Um, I mean, I would love to do it, personally. <laughs> but a lot of other places in the world aren't too great either. So, I mean... Mm-hmm. But yeah, escaping... Escaping sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty awesome. If you can find the right place. Even just for a little while. Yes. Okay. But I think there's systemic issues that, you know, you have to Everywhere. fight. Yeah. yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It's super fun. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is reality evil? Is reality what? This is going to be so bad. I'm sorry. Evil? No, it's great. We're almost done. You said evil? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's powerful. Oh, my God, girl. It's like giving the Matrix. Okay. Um... <laughs> Ooh, that's so philosophical. Um, I think there are a lot of things about reality that are brutal, but I think you have a lot of control over your reality. Not everything, because that's unfair to say, but I don't think it's inherently evil, no. I think you can do a lot to change things about your reality. Okay. And you can do a lot to fight and ignore the evil parts. <laughs> yeah. No, favorite cat. Oh, sorry. Again, this part is going to be so bad. <laughs> You're good. Uh, favorite cat? Um, well, I have one in the room with me, so I'm going to say him. And I am a little bit more biased towards him because he's my first cat I ever had, and he is just... But I genuinely, I love all my cats. So, But I'll go with Pickles for now because he's in the room with me. Nope. Us or get out. Okay. So I'm going to try and make a short answer to this. And I, if you shame me for this, you have every right to. I have still have not seen us or get out. I want to so bad, but I am literally so bad about watching any movies. I just watch the same movies like all the time. Cause I'm like, I need to watch twilight for the 87th time. Um, <laughs> But I did just watch Nope, and I did like it a lot. Was it traumatic? Yes. The <laughs> monkey scenes. I don't... Did you watch it? Mm-mm. Not yet. Okay, well, I'm not going to spoil nothing, girl. Um, the monkey scenes, them chimp scenes are rough, because chimps aren't monkeys. Sorry. They're rough. That's the worst <laughs> part of the movie. But it was very good. 
I did enjoy it a lot. It was a very good, I mean, obviously Jordan Peele's a great director. I can say that without watching mm-hmm. any of these other movies. So yeah. So I guess, nope. I will say after I watched that movie though, I mean, again, I don't want to spoil it, but coming home for anyone who's listening that did watch that movie, I had to come home by myself, drive to my house in the middle of the country with horses <laughs> I was like, nor, nor, I can't do this, I can't do this right now. It was terrifying. Yeah, that's how you know the movie's good, though. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. And, like, every time I look at a cloud now, I'm like, don't you find that suspicious? Don't you find that weird? It's like, doesn't move enough. I'm like, hmm. But, yeah. <laughs> that's my final thought on it. Well, is there anything else you would like to say? <laughs> mm, what is my message to the world? Uh, <laughs> no, I feel like we've covered we've covered quite a bit of ground with this. We did. Uh, <laughs> no, I think that's about it. Okay. Well, go vote, guys. Thank I guess you. that's that's good. Vote November. <laughs> yeah, that was such a. Oh, by the way, go vote. <laughs> I what you did. Let me throw that in there so I seem like woke, you know? And like, um, yeah. Anyway. No, it's important. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's good. Okay. So that was my interview with Ree. What did you think? Isn't she amazing? I know. I know. And yeah, I am lucky to say that I know her, that I am her friend. And I find it absolutely beautiful. Something that we talked about before we started recording is that like it feels like it hasn't been that long since I've last seen her but it was really December of 2021 but I think the knowledge that no matter what happens in our lives I could call her I could text her get a response and have a friend is amazing so it feels like it's been like two weeks since I last talked to her but she is just a beautiful beautiful light and you definitely get to feel that in this interview and something I forgot to mention earlier is that her cat Pickles was present during the interview and the cutest cat all I'm gonna say is the cutest cat they were like we so you're hearing the audio version but we filmed to say the least the interview we did like a visual video type situation and there were moments where pickles was on the screen just cuddling up next to reeve and it was just uh, it was it was gorgeous it was like those aww moments that you have when you watch a funny cat video absolutely gorgeous but to keep up with the usual routine so that way i don't forget to say the i don't not forget you know what i mean we are gonna hop right into some wrecks and regrets First thing I have for you, Lightyear. It's a movie, Lightyear, about Buzz Lightyear. And a lot of people felt weird about the animation, and I understand that. I personally loved it. Like, I really, really liked it. I want to watch it again. And I had a feeling I would like it, not because it came out on my birthday or anything, but, you know, did that add a factor into it? Of course it did. But I just liked, I don't know. I just liked it. It was like an origin story and that's exactly what it was. And I, I had that feeling, but when I watched the beginning of it, I was like, okay, so I was right. It's an origin story for why Andy wanted the Buzz Lightyear toy and seeing Buzz's origin story. I'm like, dang, I want one for like all of them. 
So I personally really, really liked it, and I do recommend that you watch it. I thought I heard Kiki Palmer's voice, but I didn't stay long enough to watch the credits because I just fell asleep. I watched it. It's on Disney Plus currently. That's how I watched it, and that's how you can watch it too. Next thing, album, is Traumazine by Megan Thee Stallion. I have no problems with Megan Thee Stallion. If anything, I admire her. Like, her outside of rap is amazing. Her work ethic, her morals, her values, everything is just beautiful when it comes to Megan Thee Stallion. I have no reason to hate her. I don't understand why people hate her, but that's the same with a lot of artists. She is unproblematic in my eyes. However, I just... Every song sounded the same, so I, I don't, like, have much to contribute to it. I listened to the album, and I probably won't listen to it again because it's – several people have made the point to me that all of her music just sounds the same within the way that she raps, and it's not bad or anything. It just – it's very predictable. You don't know what song's going to be sampled because a lot of songs are sampled, previous songs, but that's kind of it. I don't know if I recommend it. I don't really regret listening to it. I just won't listen to it again because it just, it's 51 minutes of the same sound. Speaking of songs, okay, this song is not new. I went to North Carolina, not this past weekend, but the weekend before that for, well, it's a whole story, but I've told you about the whole bridesmaid thing, but I went also just to chill with the bride. So I guess it's not a long story. I went to chill with the bride and groom. Anyway. We went to a thrift store and in the thrift store, when we walked in, Love Me Again by John Newman was playing and I forgot this song existed. When I looked up the YouTube video, it came out nine years ago. The music video, so I say, came out nine years ago and I was like, oh my goodness, I was 14. So I have been streaming Love Me Again like it's nobody's business <laughs> the past couple of weeks since I last heard it. It's, I don't know why, but I just, I love it. So I totally recommend that you listen to it. Take a trip down memory lane. And once you look it up, Love Me Again by John Newman, you'll, you'll know, you'll know. And I just, I honestly, like when I'm done recording, I'm probably going to listen to it again because I just, I need to know now, will you love me again? Can you love me again? I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> and very very last thing before I let you go we have our poll of the week I should probably figure out I don't even remember what the last poll was so the last poll that I asked or the last question that I asked was if you had to pick an extreme do you currently love or hate your body 60% said love and 40% said hate and I respect and understand both sides I totally do and all I can say is it's a journey. It is a roller coaster ride of a journey. And I am currently on the, if I had to pick an extreme, I'm on the hate side. But sometimes I'm on the extreme end of the love side. So I am with you and I understand you. This week's poll is, ooh, I'm very interested in seeing opinions about this. Which one is harder, breaking up with your friends or breaking up with a romantic interest? Mm, or not really a romantic interest, romantic partner, whatever. Which one is harder to let go, a friendship or a romantic relationship? I'm very interested in what you think. I have personally never had to break up with someone romantically. I've just been ghosted, as we all know. But I've had some friend breakups. And that, as we've discussed in this interview, those are hard. Those are very, very hard. Anywho, that is all that I have. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you 
to the moon and back Reeve for sitting down and letting me have about four hours of your day on your day off. I really, really appreciate it. And I hope that, you know, you continue to climb the ladder or at least find a better retail position out there because the retail craft store experience is an experience to say the least. And if you need information about that, just ask Reeve or ask me and I'll ask Reeve. Anywho, that is all I have. I'm actually recording this before I need to go to work. It's currently 3.50 a.m. I still got to make my afro look a little less like a square. So I'm going to go. Thank you once again. How many times am I going to say thank you ending an episode? I literally think it's because I'm awkward. I don't know how to like talk to end. I can talk as we know. I just cannot end episodes. Anywho, I will be in your ear in a couple weeks with another episode of the Podcast. I love you all. Thank you so much. Goodbye.